this is Human Architects, the real human architects, where we work together to develop you based on your personal needs, personal ambitions, because your development is yours and no one else's. But before we get started, I have some great news. So happily, the podcast is now available around the world. It's specifically available on five national platforms. So that's the U.S., that's France, that's Sweden, that's Australia, and I'm forgetting, can't remember the other one, ah, the U.K. So besides that, It's also available globally to anyone that has iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. So I encourage you that if you couldn't get it before or you wanted to share it with someone in an international community, please feel free to share the podcast because the more people that listen, the more people that I'm able to help with my stories, my ideas, my lessons that I've learned from myself and from other people and that we will continue to learn together. once I start to share the questions and responses that I get from other viewers, which I haven't figured out yet how to do that or how I will do that. So if you have any suggestions, please uh, call or email me at therealhumanarchitects at outlook.com or you can call me at 415-993-0559. So that's plus one, 415 30559 and you can leave me a voicemail or you can email me at the real human architects at outlook.com or if you're on the Facebook group you can just send me a private message and I tend to respond in a few minutes. So before we get started the topic for today is chocolate and the reason why I decided to call the episode chocolate or I decided to talk to you guys about chocolate is I've had a long relationship I would say marriage to chocolate for most of my life and This marriage, I would say, has not been the healthiest. It's not been the best. And so I thought about talking to you about sharing the story about my relationship with chocolate. So to set the scene for today, we will discuss first, I'll share some statistics with you about our consumption of chocolate as a a people around the world, the chocolate industry. Then I'll talk um, about my story, my love affair with uh, chocolate for the past 33 years. Um, Then I'll talk to you guys about the awareness of the relationship or our relationship with our habits because chocolate is more of a habit than than anything else. Then I'll give you guys a strategy that worked for me on how to quit my, or I would say divorce my my bad husband named Chocolate. And finally, um, I'll just say that you should just reflect. So the, the end game is always to reflect on what is shared in this podcast or in life to, to find your own way and your own path. So let's get started. So a couple interesting facts about chocolate. The chocolate industry is a hundred, well, it's almost, it's like 99, but a hundred billion dollar industry. I'm going to repeat that. One hundred billion dollars goes into making chocolate. And most of the chocolate resources that we get comes from Africa, of course, but the idea is that we're consuming annually $1 billion of chocolate. If I would have known about chocolate, well, I wasn't alive, but if I was alive, I would have invested in chocolate. So what does that translate into each person in the world? So on average, they say that each person eats about 11 grams of chocolate per year. Of course, in developing countries, that will be less, and in developed countries, that would be more, right? Because chocolate is not always cheap. 
and nor is it an accessible accessible to people, right? So it's a luxury. Chocolate is clearly a luxury. It's not something you have to have in order for you to exist. I've never really seen it as like the sixth element in the food chain. So it's a luxury um, and we don't need it as humans for us to exist. So getting back to the statistics. So I went online and I found this awesome article that talked about the consumption of Americans in terms of the world's uh, chocolate production. So we consume about 18% of the world's chocolate, about $19 billion. It's between 18 and $19 billion yearly in chocolate. And I know everyone wants to say that, oh, the Americans for sure, they're the ones that eat all the chocolate, but that's not really true. In fact, we're not the highest or by far not even, we don't even make the top 10 of chocolate uh, consumers or chocolateaholics, as I like to call it. Then you have Asia, where they consume about or between 14 to $15 billion in chocolate. And that's probably low because they don't really have the chocolatier habit. I would say that that's more um, North America and Europe, but they do have other sweet, sweet tooths, which we will leave for another episode, right? So I just want to share with you guys this episode solely about chocolate and the idea about habits can be developed in another podcast or a series of podcasts. But today we're just going to talk about my, my first love chocolate. So in Asia, uh, on average, there is a total of about, I think they said it's about, if we just include India, China, and Southeast Asia, it's about 2.6 billion people. And that 2.6 billion people consume about 15 billion dollars worth of chocolate whereas us in the u.s well i'm in france now but us meaning americans consume about three point no consume about 20 million 20 billion and we're only 300 million people so in comparison to asia we're definitely consuming our full or maybe three times the amount of chocolate for our population but we are not the chocolate-aholics the real killers of chocolate and the eradifiers of chocolate exist in Europe. We will start first with always in the top five, Switzerland. Switzerland is known for being probably the number one or number two. Maybe they drop sometimes to the number three, but they eat on average 9.1 kilos of chocolate per person. So that's about 20 pounds of chocolate per person. 173 Snicker bars per year the Swiss are able to put down. Of course, they're not eating Snicker bars, right? Like they're eating better chocolate, but it's just to give you an idea that if you took 173 Snicker bars, that would be the equivalent of the amount of chocolate that the average Swiss person puts down. By put down, I mean eat or consume. Then we have the Austrians and the Germans that kind of go neck and neck. Uh, maybe sometimes they're two, sometimes they're three. But they eat about eight kilos of chocolate per person. Uh, then we have the Brits. And then we have Belgium. And, of course, the French. Because what goes better? No, of course, we have cheese. But this is not a cheese podcast. So the French eat about 6.7 kilos or 15 pounds of chocolate per year. And this was a stat taken in 2015 by Euromonitor. So, I mean, maybe now it's changed, but... It was only a little while ago. So the U.S., though, we do consume a lot of the chocolate industry. We are not the chocolate chocolateaholics as the world 
would like to uh, the, to say that we are the the kings and the queens of chocolate rest right here in good old uh, Europe. So I don't know if it's really nice for you guys, but it's Sunday and I'm sitting in France and uh, it's beautiful. So after this podcast, or if you're able to use this podcast for a run or to grab a coffee by yourself and you know reflect in general, I, I encourage you to do that. So let's get down to business about my reasoning or my relationship with chocolate. I don't know when I had my first piece of uh, chocolate, but I'm sure that that first piece of chocolate was the line of a very bad story. Um, By the age of 10, I had about 14 cavities, 14 cavities. So we have about 32 I think it's either 32 or 34 teeth in our mouth. And I had 14 cavities by age 10. I was not really aware of what that meant. Um, I was not aware of what that impact would be on my life. Um, and, And back then, they only had black cavity filling. So you can imagine that, like, I was not really happy to let the doctor stare into my mouth because it was always evident how much candy or how much chocolate I had eaten. So then I got to be a little bit older and I kind of understood my relationship with chocolate was not so good, right? So chocolate was something that I used to reward myself. Chocolate was something that I used to comfort myself. Chocolate was something that I used when I was sad. Uh, Chocolate was something I equivalized to love, right? And if I use Valentine's Day as a perfect example... On Valentine's Day, what do you get? Chocolate. So I remember one of my boyfriends buying me a box of Godiva chocolates that cost about $200. I imagine that in that chocolate should have been like a, a small, okay, not a diamond, but a small ring, but $200 for a box of Godiva chocolates. And I ate that chocolate happily in all of one hour. And so that goes to my other relationship. I uh, poor health, and a waste of money. I never really took the time to enjoy chocolate. I just kind of consumed it. Like, is that chocolate? I will eat it until the end. And it was never a point that like, okay, I'm full. I don't need any more chocolate. Maybe I can stop. It was like, no, you stop when the chocolate is finished. And this created a really bad habit that I associated comfort, um, reward, as I said to you before, happiness, contentment. Uh, with chocolate. As I became more aware of this relationship, uh, which moves us to part three, I realized that it was a habit. Um, And not all habits are great. Some habits are great, like reading is a good habit, unless you read to the point where you don't socialize. Um, Biking is a good habit, unless you bike to the point where you destroy your body. So Uh, what I realized was that this was a habit and not really something that I was enjoying the experience and that I needed to stop this habit. And the reason why I needed to stop this habit was in my family, we had a history of diabetes. So my grandmother had lost her legs uh, to diabetes. My father had recently been diagnosed to diabetes. My siblings were struggling with uh, being overweight. And for sure, my weight had gone up and down my entire childhood. And I decided that I was no longer going to have this habit. And so I came up with a strategy. And as of about seven or eight months, I have been chocolate-free for the first time in my life. And of course, when I go outside, my friends are always like, it's just a little bit of chocolate, Harlem. 
it's just a little bit of chocolate. It's not going to hurt you. Of course, it's not going to hurt me, but I don't have, I recognize in myself that I don't have the ability to just eat one piece of chocolate. Chocolate is a bad habit. It was not an enjoyable experience, and I didn't eat it for pleasure. I ate it to finish it. So it's, if it's one piece of chocolate, it leads to me going to the store and buying a bar of chocolate. And now that I, I live in Europe, it's really different because at home you buy one Snicker bar. In Europe, one Snicker bar costs one euro, and six Snicker bars cost two euros. And so as a person that's quite strategic about my money, why would I buy one Snicker bar for one euro when I can buy six for two euros? And then, of course, if I buy six, then I'm going to consume all six. And I'm not going to consume them one at a time. I'm going to consume them until it's done because what's my end game with chocolate? To finish it. So... I want to say to you guys that in order for you to kick your habits, you have to first, and this is my strategy for you, you have to first recognize what your habits are and be clear about the fact that some habits, even though we think that they're good, their end game can be bad. So first, I would say recognize all your bad habits. Take a time, um, and it's not to be done in one day. Just reflect on all the things that you've ever thought about. You're like, why do I do this? Why do I keep doing this? What's the purpose of this? What's the trigger of this? And I would say it probably will take you a few weeks to figure out what all your habits are. And then after this, you want to decide which ones are the good ones and which ones are the bad ones. And, and I think we can have a bigger conversation about your so-called good habits and, and, and bad habits. But now we're just trying to get to your main habits, the ones that you know that are immediately going to end out and being a bad place in your life. So you pick out your habits, then you make a plan how to stop. Um, so in this situation, my habit was eating too much chocolate until the end. Um, my decision was to stop cold turkey. Um, and the way that I stopped cold turkey is that I replaced my need, my trigger. So when I was triggered by chocolate, I replaced that trigger with roasted almonds. And so every time I felt I needed the chocolate, I went to the roasted almonds. But these roasted almonds weren't the tastiest almonds. So after like one or two, I kind of stopped uh, because the habit had been fulfilled. I had went for the thing that um, I wanted to seek comfort from. It wasn't the greatest tasting thing because they weren't salted almonds. They were just regular plain roasted almonds. And... I went for this. My mouth felt kind of dry and mucky, and I was like, ah, okay, well, forget it. I don't want it anymore. The other thing is that I stopped letting chocolate come into the house, right? So I have a friend that comes from Switzerland all the time, and she's always so cute with packages of chocolate for me. Harlan, I've brought you chocolate. You should have chocolate. Just have a little bit of chocolate. And so now I'm like, before I come and see you, empty your pockets. Do not come near me with chocolate. So I don't let chocolate into the house. I don't go around people who will give me chocolate. And the friends that can't help themselves and love chocolate, I ask them to not bring it around me when we go outside or to not gift it to me. And it takes a long time to get your friends to be able to break their habit, right? Because their habit is I give you chocolate, so this is what you should expect from me. And so it's like I appreciate the gift. I know you would have brought me some chocolate, but don't bring me any more chocolate because it's not good for me. And I don't have recognizing the fact that maybe she has the willpower to not 
eat as much chocolate as I do or to eat it till the end, I don't have that resistance. And, and I think when you're dealing with people, it's better to be honest and to say you don't have the same level of power and tolerance and control over this habit. So then once you make this list about what you're going to do, um, which habit you're going to take away, how you're going to take this habit away, and the trigger that you'll use that when it does come become unbearable, that you will use something to replace it. And this trigger can be, for me, it was almonds. Um, for you, if your habit is not chocolate and it's something, you need to find a trigger that you can substitute. I would say it's kind of like your nicotine patch until you're strong enough to quit it cold turkey. And then set a date for when you need this habit to be gone. Normally for me, I do 30 days. If I say that I'm going to get rid of something, I need it to be done and finished in 30 days. And after this, I work on what I would call the fifth step in building a new strategy or a new habit to replace that. So I would say that after you've kicked, for me, the chocolate, the next thing for you to do is to sit down and to create a new habit to replace that. So I was eating chocolate in a direct connection with my emotions and understanding that it was connected to my emotions, I decided that I would find another way to express my emotions and to get the same comfort. So I do that in two ways. One is through working out. So now I have like a morning or an afternoon or in general routine that goes with calisthenics and it goes also with um, yoga and some meditation. And so when I feel this trigger to reset myself emotionally or to give myself a reward, I associate that reward with this workout plan. And I take 20 or 30 minutes and I do my yoga, I do my calisthenics, I do my crunches and I meditate for about five minutes and I feel rewarded. This reward does not add calories. It does not give me any more cavities. I'm sure I'll be able to keep my legs, um, unlike my grandma. And I feel good at the end of it. And so now I've taken this bad habit that I had with chocolate and this bad experience and and, and I want to point out that maybe for you, chocolate is not a bad habit and it's not a bad relationship. But for me, I was definitely consuming more than that 11 grams per day of chocolate for sure. Um, and so now I transition that and I use that habit, that trigger to, and I want to say like a snapper, like a trigger to get me to work out. And so my body is fitter, my mind is fitter, I'm healthier, and I feel happy and excited. The other thing I also started doing was journaling. I don't do it when I have the trigger, but it allows me to clear my thoughts when I can't clear it just through physical exercise. And most of the times exercise works, but if it doesn't, then I will most likely hit the journal and get to writing. So my final recommendation is to start. Uh, don't wait for the perfect second, the perfect day, the perfect moment. If you have that habit in your house, for me it was chocolate, walk over to the dumpster and throw it in the garbage. Take the bag out of the dumpster and throw it in the public um, trash or your building trash, but don't keep it in your house. If you want to change your habit today, you need to start today. So that's it. That was... Uh, I'll call it chocolate, the chocolate podcast, and how to help you to get rid of your bad habits. Um, and they're bad for you because they don't make you feel the way that you want to feel. They don't help you to live the life you want to live. 
They're not moving you in the intentionality of where you want to see yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, and your relationships in your life. So you have to change them and you have to decide first what they are. So decide what they are, uh, make a plan, set a date, find a new trigger, and get started. So that's podcast uh, number six. And the content or the, the title is Chocolate. I'm Harlan Williams. Please feel free to connect with me using the Facebook group, which is Real Human Architects. You can check out the blog at realhumanarchitects.com. You can leave me a voicemail and I will be happy to return you an email or share it with the group once I start sharing um, voicemails on the podcast. And that is, the number is plus, so it's a US number, so plus one four one five nine nine three zero five five nine. If you want to email me directly, you can email me at therealhumanarchitects.com. You can find all of this on the website. And if you want to get notified whenever the blog or the, the podcast has a new episode, please feel free to subscribe to the mailing list, like and follow. And if this added any value to you or you even liked it a little bit, Please go down, press like, press love, um, share it with your friends, share it with your family, because the more people I'm able to touch, the more satisfied and fulfilled I will be in, in, in sharing my message with people. So have a good one. Enjoy your Sunday. Oh, before I forget, um, as of now, I've decided that this podcast will come out every single Sunday. I like Sundays. It's a time to relax and to regroup and to reset yourself. So I've decided that Sundays will be our day. So have a great Sunday from me to you. Uh, au revoir, uh, bonne journée, and uh, I'll see you next time.